listening to the Ultimate Podcast for the Ultimate Flag Football League with your hosts, Steve and Danny. Join us as we break down all the games, players, and updates from around the league. So get ready, because it's time for some Top Talk. This week was epic for Tough Her as the Mustangs shocked the world and take out the Red Hot Alliance. This week was crazy. What's going on, Danny? What's up, man? Tough Her is full in full effect. We're pretty much at midseason. That's right. I mean, it's already been three weeks of Tough Her. We have two more weeks to go. And, you know, like I said, the Mustangs took out the Alliance this week by a single point. And not only that, but the Sirens took out the Cobras. Uh, it was It was a crazy week all around. Yeah. I want to talk into the biggest topic of discussion here so far in this season is the downfall of the Cobras. That's right. They came out red hot last season, undefeated, won the very first Tougher Tough Cup, and they're struggling big time here this season. Estella Tham is not going ham. You know, she's trying. They're just working with a a brittle team here. Yeah, Amber White was hurt this week. She was out at the field, but she was not playing in the games. And they ended up losing to the Sirens in a game where Estella Tham threw her only interception of the season so far. So Estella is not doing horribly. It's just her team hasn't been, you know, as healthy as they need to be. They've been missing players here and there. I do want to shout out V Mai, though. She put up work against the Mayhem to get the Cobras their first win this season. And she got 55 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception on defense. So she put in some major work to help the Cobras get their first win. Against the Mayhem, no less. Right. Who is 4-2 right now. And so they can do it. They can do it. They yeah, can do it. You know, they just they need a healthy roster. It's it's still very much a boat race, I think. Let, let, let's rewind it, okay? So we sit here. Week three is in the books. They still have week four and week five to go. Um, some teams have six games. Some teams have four games. But as far as technically in the standings, Sirens are in first place at three and one. That's right. I'm not totally sure how I, I feel about this and where they would place. But because they have only got four games, and the Mayhem and the Lions have six games, who are both tied at at four and two. Yeah, I mean it comes out to win percentage. You only have one loss for the Sirens, so I understand why they're technically in first place. Yeah, no, it doesn't I mean, mean anything it. until they play yeah. six games. But I, I would say pretty much the Sirens, Mayhem, and Alliance are all tied. Yeah, I would I would say that that's the case. I would also say that the Cobras honestly still deserve to be called a top team if they are fully healthy. Now, health has a lot to do with it. But even when they're not fully healthy, you see they only lost to the Sirens by three points. And then they beat the Mayhem. Yeah. And so that's, that, they, you know. That makes them automatically thrown in the boat race and not right. to be slept on. Exactly. Mustangs could go to the tougher Tough Cup. They could. The Mustangs, man. The Mustangs Beat the Alliance. Are, the Mustangs are on fire. Like, I want to get into it because obviously the Mustangs are 3-3. Three and three. So you already know what that means. Let's jump right into it. Pretenders or contenders. Man, we did this last week. Yeah, and as if they're, they continue to break even, we're going to keep doing it. I'm still That's calling just for them. any team in any <laughs> format. If you break even, you're getting pretenders or contenders on the podcast. They're contending still. For my eyes, they're contending. They just took down the hottest team in the league. And, you know, granted, it was only by a point. But they did it. Yeah. They did it. They took down the Alliance. I mean, that's... That's a major statement. It's a major statement. Jonah Shaw has got her team on lock. I know they're obviously going to a, a tournament next weekend in Vegas. 
And, you know, so I know she's preparing for that, but I think that preparation has rolled over into Tough Six. Now, they had a horrible game against the Sirens in their first game. Yes, that does throw me off. But you come in and you drop a bomb like that against one of the hottest teams in the league right now. It's going to get heads turning. Yeah, the Mustangs are absolutely contenders, I think, here. You're going contenders as well? I'm going contenders. All right, I, I do agree because the Mustangs have a deadly trio of wide receivers that I think are going to put them in contendership big time for the Tougher Cup. You've got number 22, Nicky Mendez, with 315 yards on the season as well as seven touchdowns in six games. That's right. Uh, she's leading that pack, and she was a big-time uh, co-ed player, if I'm not mistaken, coming in from last season. She came in like mid-season or something right. like that, so it looks like she found a home with the Mustangs, and she's leading the trio. They al- needed her. Yeah, alongside with Rachel Ozer, number six, and number 11, Michelle. <laughs> we, we have an issue here. <laughs> we have an issue. This is another tougher player where I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. And instead of us butchering it. Michelle M. Michelle M. And if you're listening, I hope you get in touch with us. We just went through the same thing with uh, the Sirens, Diane. Diane Tanwakio. And it took us forever. Now we've got it down. So Michelle M., number 11 from the Mustang. She's next. Jonah, please let me know how to pronounce her name. But Michelle M., number 11, number 22, and number 6 of the Mayhem, I mean of the Mustangs, are a deadly trio. And if you're playing the Mustangs, you need to have a plan to lock these down because all three of these receivers are going to have an accurate quarterback, and we're not even talking defense yet, but... I want to give a shout-out to their fourth receiver, uh, Chrissy Akau. Oh, right. Uh, How could I forget there? Yeah, and so I just want to give her a shout-out because she put in some major work against the Alliance and really led the charge along with Rachel Ozer, and and those two really, really stood out and you know put up 165 yards against the Alliance between the two of them. So just a shout-out to her. Four insane receivers. They just what they need to do is work together and have that them four girls just build ultimate chemistry and that's going to build a championship team at least as far as offense goes and it'll translate yeah. to defense. So all the way back to my statement, Mustangs definitely contenders this season. They have two games left. They have a bye week this week so they get the rest up and then when they come back for the last week of the season, they're going to play the Cobras again. That's right. They've already proven they can handle. That's right. And then they play the Swarm. <laughs> Which should Swarm? be a gimme game. I, I guess, you know, at the more appropriate time. We've already brought up the Mustangs. Let's get into the Swarm. Uh, the Swarm now, has... We were in the stands last Sunday for the Tough Cup, and the game following the Tough Cup was the uh, Swarm versus Alliance. That's right. And at halftime, it was 7-6 to six Swarm. And I was like, oh, man, is this it? Are we going to see some signs of life from this team, especially against a team like the Alliance? Right. That would send the podcast into a rage if that was the case. But we had we had we departed from the field and we didn't get to see the end of the game. Womp, Turned out womp, seven to twenty four alliance. Yep, swarm is own four. Now it's do or die time. They haven't scored more than a single touchdown in any of their four games. I don't know what the problem is here. You know, is it is it just not enough playmakers on the team? Yeah. I will say this. Shannon Johnson is definitely their most capable receiver at the moment. So what do you do? Do you just focus on her more? Or does the rest of the team have to step up around her? I, mean, I, I can't argue with that there. I mean, I, something's got to change at this point. What's cool is that they're 0-4. They do have a chance. Yeah. Now, they will be in playoffs. 
I don't know what they need. They need something. They they definitely need something. They need to start putting up more offense. And, you know, I don't know if, if – I, I just don't know at this point. Well, let me go back to what I was saying. The Swarm, it's do or die week for them. They have four games under their belt. They have four games left. They could break even on the season. But, unfortunately, this Sunday they do have to play the Cobras and they do have to play the Sirens. This is going to be hell week for the for the Swarm. And they need a major change. I don't know what it is. I'm not saying they need new players, but they need new strategy. They do. And if I was them, I would definitely study the Cobras right now and I would definitely study the Sirens right now. Find out who, who they're going to need to work on the most and, and – what those teams like to do. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm i pretty sure a lot of these girls had never played football together before the Swarm started a season ago, and that could still be part of the problem. I know they played a full season last season, but they've gotten some new players. They got a new quarterback. You know, I really think that they just need the chemistry that some of these other teams have. You know, you look at a team like the Mayhem who played together prior to Tough Her, and a lot of these girls do play in co-ed together or whatever it is. And so there's chemistry built up over, you know, time after time of playing football together. And I don't think a lot of these girls had played together prior to this. I do agree with you. I think the connection between Kay Morris and Shannon Johnson could be huge if they really start stepping it up and making it a go-to. And all the other players are decoys for those two to make the plays happen. And Kay Morris has also got three sacks on defense. So they know what they're doing on defense I think they could stand the chance. I mean, Shannon Johnson does have almost 200 yards on the season so far. I think she can improve three touchdowns on the season. Right. So I think you're right. I think make that the go-to and formulate a game plan around around that. And yep. those two need to combine on defense to really, you know, direct the other four players on where to be. And you could see that make a comeback, but it's got to start this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, she it's last chance. Yeah, it, it is. You have to put up a fight at, at least. least, at least, because like I said, they'll be in playoffs, so anything can happen throughout the regular season. But if they show us something here, that's going to say that you know. Who, who knows? All bets are off. You know, because if they make it to playoffs and they're 0-8, you know, people – the other team is just going to look at them like, well, we got a bye week. Yeah, give me game. So yeah. I do. I want to see it, and we will see it this Sunday. Let's see if, if the Swarm's listening. Come within a touchdown or, or two. Yeah. Or two against the Sirens or the Cobras. I want to see them, you know, my challenge to the Swarm this week, my Swarm challenge. The Swarm challenge. You get a challenge if you're over every week. Score. Just like a team I want to – who shall not be named. I just want <laughs> – <laughs> Steven knows who I'm talking about. I just want the Swarm to score at least three touchdowns this weekend. Score at least three. You've put up two right. in each of the two weekends. Shannon can get two of those, and then somebody else needs to step yeah. up. So Yeah, you guys need at least three touchdowns. I'd like to see three touchdowns in one game. Right. I don't know if that's going to happen, but at least get three touchdowns on the weekend. You know, start putting up some points. Get 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 something. You know, for your team to get excited about. Yeah. You know, and really drive the motivation, and and hopefully that can happen. You know, good luck to them. I know that. Uh, I know that. You know, your boy Serge and uh, Brandon Blunden will be out there cheering your guys on, as well oh, as right. you know, Mister yeah. Commission himself will be cheering you guys on, and and uh, hopefully it, it all shakes out well. Yep. Because they're going to be playing the Sirens, who we didn't even get to yet, who are Sirens. absolute contenders for the Tougher Cup. Right. You know, and they're, they're coming for vengeance because they were in the Tougher Cup last season. That's right. And The Mayhem know. or the Lions got ousted in playoffs, and those are three teams in themselves right there primed to, to, to get into the Tougher Cup. So we got, we got the Sirens. 
let's talk about the sirens. Samaya Jones, who went from the Mustangs to the sirens, she's killing it for this team already. Number eighty, which is my number. <laughs> Shout out to Samaya Jones. Number uh, six touchdowns on the season, and you know her and Katrina Nicholson. They're stepping up. Yeah. You know, Taryn is an, was an absence this weekend. Yeah, and the Sirens were missing. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the, the games last Sunday for the Sirens. So they beat the Cobras by three points in an epic game. Without Sunday, Amber White. Without Amber White. But the Sirens also, like you said, didn't have Taryn Kurds. Uh, they didn't have Taryn Kurds. They didn't have uh, Danny Lee. Danny Lee or, uh, or Bridget. That's right. And, you know, and then also they were without Diane. We said her name earlier, Tanwakio. And so, we got that unlocked now. And so, so you know, and she's injured. And she's she, injured. She's injured for now. I don't know what her 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 situation is, but yes, the Sirens are left with three, four major players. Yeah, I'm wondering. So, anyways, to get back to, but they still beat the Cobras by three points. Big game, big yep. epic. You know, a tougher cup rematch right there. Right. And uh, then they go on to decimate the Mustangs this weekend. They've got to play the Swarm. But in their first game, they're playing the Alliance, so this will be a major game as well. That's right. I want to. I want to shout out. Um, I want to shout out the Sirens' quarterback, Melissa Berger. The first two weekends that she's played for the Sirens in this season, I was at the field. Uh, you know, for tough her week two, and then okay. tough her week three after the Tough Cup. She always shows up, and she looks like she's just hyper focused, ready to go. Got the headphones and the shades yeah. on, just I think in she's her a own major, zone. Major tough her superstar in the making. I think she's going to be one of players like many that are going to shape this this league for these ladies. It is a tough her. It is a league. It is right. it's crazy, and she's definitely one of those major superstars. Uh, Bianca Nunez, Amber White. Yeah, some of my favorite receivers so far. The entire roster of the Alliance, who we didn't even get into yet, Winona McElhone. Winona, uh, <laughs> staying off. I'm staying away from that one. One of these days, he's gonna hear that. He's gonna hear us saying that. He's gonna, he's gonna get our ass kicked. You know. Either, so the Alliance, <laughs> the Alliance. Yes, the Alliance plays the Sirens this Sunday, and in Week Two, they did play. Alliance beat the Sirens 38 to 18. Do you think we're going to see the same outcome here? No, absolutely not. I think that the as long as the sirens come with a full squad, because if they don't, I mean, that could put them in some danger there. I'm, I'm not feeling so hot for the sirens, man. I think they need to get their full full squad back to healthy. Yep, and back to the field. And I back mean, to the field. You know, I mean, I think Alliance uh, is red hot, man. They're coming in right now with the vengeance. The Alliance's defense is no joke. You know, obviously Liz Casale is yet another tougher superstar in the making. You know, I think she already proved her worth in, in season one. Oh yeah, she's already got a hundred and three quarterback rating, which is huge. Right. I mean, through six games to carry a hundred and three quarterback rating, that's that's spectacular. She's just over fifty four percent passing completion rate, yep. and you know, through the six games, she's already got over thirteen hundred yards, yep. twenty six touchdowns. She has thrown five interceptions. It's not terrible. Yeah, but you compare to. I mean, I know the Cobras have only played four games, but you compare that to you know Estella's Thams, you know, one interception. Yeah. So it's it, you know it's but. it's. Uh, granted, though, I'd rather she, take the alliance's four wins. <laughs> yeah, and Liz Casale has, like you said, an emb- this is this is to quote Stephen Dolan over here, an embarrassment of riches at wide receiver. It's true for the alliance. You've got Donnie Pass, number thirty-five, Shannon Willis, 
Number 13, Kelby Jones. Number 11, Shelly Peterson. I mean, already them four alone is massive. And their two the, best receivers you haven't mentioned yet, and that's I mean, they granted they're not necessarily in the leaderboards or the or the major stats quite yet this season, but Liza Avancina and yeah. Missy Schaefer. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, and that's already six superstars. So the alliance is in- insane, and not to mention their defense is just as insane. Like, I'm telling you, the Alliance were my sleepers on the season, but they're st- slowly moving to my favorites. They've already got 14 interceptions as a team That's on what defense. I was going to bring up. Four interceptions from Donnie Pass, three interceptions from Kelby Jones. And three from uh, Martha Chaput. You know, th- those three ladies are leading this team in interceptions, and it's it's crazy. This team is is monstrous on both sides of the ball. I think it's going to be my two teams that I said favorites and sleepers. Are they going to be the two teams in the tougher cup? It's going to be Alliance versus Mayhem, and it's going to be an all-out war. Alliance versus Mayhem. Because we the... didn't even get into Mayhem. Right. Who's and... also red hot. Right. And, you know, <clears throat> you know the, these teams are in midseason form. A lot of them are red hot, like you said. Some of them are not so red hot. Uh, you know, Cobras and Swarm. Yeah. And <laughs> unfortunately... You know, it's not going to work out for every single team, but the Alliance is red hot. The Mayhem is doing well, and the Sirens are on their tail. I I would even put the Sirens in there with them. I would, but like I said, they could be on a downfall. They got to stay healthy. They got to show me something this week against the Alliance. If the Alliance runs through them like they did in week two, 38-18, my statement remains Alliance, Mayhem in the tougher cup. Now, who's going to win between them two yet? Stay tuned for next Wednesday. <laughs> the Mustangs. The Mustangs. Well, you think the Mustangs are coming in? No, I think I think it's going to be the Sirens in the Tough Cup. Against uh, who? Any, um, any Alliance or Mayhem or Cobras or Mustangs? It depends on how the playoff seeding shakes out, but I think it's going to be the Alliance. If the Alliance and the Sirens go one and two in the standings, they wouldn't have to meet until the tougher Tough Cup, and then it would definitely be those two. I do got to shout out the Mayhem's defense just as much as I shouted out the Alliance's defense because you've got major players doing work too. you got number 10, Gabby Dominguez, with four sacks for the, for the Mayhem. You've got Roxanne Rivera, number three, with two sacks. You've got Tay Smith with three sacks. I mean, they're just riddled. You've got Christine Camacho with the sack. I mean, like I said, they're just riddled with de- defenders rushing in. Right, and and then on top of that, you got Desiree Ortega yep. holding down the defensive back position with four interceptions. Yep. Roxanne Rivera again with two interceptions. So yeah, you got three players on this team with two interceptions, and you got, like you said earlier, just massive numbers from coming in from the pass rush. It looks like every player on this team likes to rush the quarterback, and not, and it's all capped off with probably, in my eyes, the league's best receiver, Bianca Nunez. She was right on Amber White's tail last season. Amber White looks like she's probably out for a little bit. I don't know. We'll definitely that's what that's what our mission is is to get in touch with Amber White for next week's episode and, and get an interview from her and find out what her fate is for the rest of the season. But without her in steps in Bianca Nunez taking that top spot. I mean She's even, the de facto number one right yeah, now. Yeah, twelve touchdowns on the season, almost seven hundred yards already, over 50, 56 receptions. That's insane. She's still got two games to and go. Still got two games to go. There are a lot of receivers and tough six men's that aren't even putting up fifty six receptions in, in a whole season, let alone six games. That's right. So she is definitely one of my favorite players and my player of the week. The Tough Talk Podcast Player of the Week. She continues to hold it down. She's gonna be a huge factor in getting the mayhem to the tougher cup. Yeah, she had a massive week this week. 
had herself a day with over 200 yards and four touchdowns on the day between the two games that she played. It was it was something to watch because she's crazy out there on the field, and and this team just has playmakers all over it, and it's definitely exciting to watch. I'm I'm I'm. I'm starting to like them a lot. <laughs> I don't think that they're going to go to the Tough Cup, though. I do. Mayhem Alliance. And it's up to the Sirens, the Mustangs, the, and the Cobras to to, pr- to get in there and prove me wrong. Take right. one of those two teams out. It could very well happen. I talk like they're just going to dominate the entire season. We can see the Sirens and Cobras. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. You know? I wouldn't I, want to see a rematch, but... I need, I need to see the Swarm in the Tougher Cup. <laughs> we, we need a little while before that happens. You know what? Because... Tougher is already shaping up to be an epic season. I can't wait. And like we've been saying on the Tough Nine podcast, you know, it's going to go tougher. We'll end up in San Diego eventually, and you're going to get that same rivalry where you're going to have. And I, I like, like I said on Tough Nine, I like that. Even though Tough Six has several conferences, at least as far as LA goes, I like that it's one unified conference per city for Tough Nine and Tougher. So you're getting all these epic divisions going in and it's going to be a tougher Los Angeles versus tougher San Diego versus a tougher Miami Orange County the list goes on and on we've talked at it ad nauseum over the past couple weeks but it's up to these girls to represent for literally the entire country of women's flag football because tough is the ultimate and this is the first city tougher is is become a reality last season was their first one and now here we are continuing season two you're getting more players in and i'm it's gonna grow so fast so it's up to these girls to hold it down until san diego comes in hopefully by summer that'd be cool but you know we're it's still a little early yeah there's there's definitely a lot of a lot of women down in san diego that want to play i mean i've even heard of a team coming up from uh coming up from mexico Oh really? And so you know, there's oh there's, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that too. So there's there's lots of players Ooh, that want to be playing. That's right, because there's a big market for women's flag football just shy of the border. Right. And I heard uh, those teams could come up to San Diego to represent the tougher conference for that. Yep. Awesome stuff. Yeah, I can't wait. Another thing I wanted to bring up, I, we won't get into it here because it was a whole big thing on the Tough Nine podcast. We talked about the giveaways that we're doing next season. So if you're listening to this podcast, go to Tough Nine, listen to that podcast this week, and we talk a lot of cool stuff about giveaways. Next Wednesday, I'll bring it up on the Tougher podcast, but... Next season, we're doing a cool giveaway, a whole giveaway, a season-long giveaway. A season of giveaways. It's epic stuff. So just go listen to the Tough Nine podcast for that. Uh, Shout-out again to Tough League Miami. Less than two weeks, Tough Six Miami has its very first tournament. Timmy Jacobs is doing a great job of setting that up down there. We got to shout-out the Goon Squad for winning the Tough Cup. We got to shout-out the Aztecs for winning the Spartan Cup. That's right. I'm shouting-out Brian Anderson in particular. He said he waits for Tuesday midnight for the podcast to drop, and I wonder if he's really listening to all the podcasts. So, quarterback of the of the Aztecs, Brian Anderson, if if you hear this, let us know. We know you're listening to Tougher. We will find out if Brian <laughs> Anderson listens to the Tougher podcast, and if he doesn't, all you ladies can give him a a, a hell of a time because I know a go. lot of you ladies listen to the Tough Six podcast. Yeah, so, as well you should because, like, like I said, we're going to start doing cool stuff on all the podcasts. So. It's exciting. Ep- ex- epic. Oh, I can't wait, man. So, all right. Are you ready for rapid fire predictions? We got Swarm Cobras. Sorry. Got to go Cobras. Cobras. Alliance Sirens. Oh, this is a rough one. 
I think we're going to differ, and I think it's time for five on it because I got Alliance. Ooh. And you got Sirens? Ooh, I got... Yeah, I got Sirens. You got five on it. I got five on it. All right. I like it. Siren Swarm. Sirens. Sirens. I will give him that. Yeah. I, I need the Swarm to take one, but this is, like I said, hell week for the Swarm. Yeah. Then you got last game of the night, and I mean, I think Alliance and Sirens is the game of the week this week, but you got a uh, a sleeper game of the week in the Cobras versus Alliance. Can the Cobras get their team back? The Cobras need to make a statement here. They need this win. They need to take out a legit team by more than a touchdown, or if a touchdown, I'll still give them that, but I'm still going Alliance. I think Alliance is going 2-0 and this weekend to put their record at 6-1. and I think the Alliance is going to be extinguished this week and so go you, zero and two. You're going to put five on this one. Sure, let's make it. Let's make it ten. So we'll see if we break even at least. <laughs> All right, you got five on Cobras and you got five on Sirens. I got five on Alliance. Double. I'm doubling up on the Alliance. Don't let me down, girls. I can't wait. Wow. And let's not let's not forget to mention Mayhem's got a bye week. That's right. So I expect them to get well rested and come back and make some serious noise in the last week of the season. And, May- and Mayhem and Mustangs. Yeah, and Mustangs. That's right. So it's... Uh, good week. I can't wait. This Sunday it's going down, and next Wednesday we'll be talking recap. April 22nd, this coming Sunday, these games will be played. The Tough Talk podcast will be back next Wednesday. We are all – we are – Today, Junior. We are closing the podcast out. Tough Talk Podcast will be back next Wednesday. Join us then. Talk to you guys later. Listen to the Tough Talk Podcast every Wednesday morning. Every Wednesday morning, new episode Tough Talk Podcast. Steve and Danny, Morty. Love and love a death dive.